The purpose of the antidote is to showcase musicians who share a Christian worldview in their music in an artistic way. White Collar Sideshow truly epitomizes what it means to be an artist, and that's well reflected in both their music and film. Veronica and T.D. Benton of White Collar Sideshow are here to spend some time with The Antidote. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks yeah, for having thanks. us. Thank you very much. Now, is it T.D. or is it just T? It's T.D., but a lot of people call me T, um, so I go by either or. Because T.D. just takes too long to say? T.D., exactly. <laughs> you know how the American <laughs> way is. Short. You just got to shorten it all. Or if you've been me for a long time, it's Tyler. Well, tell us, how did the development of White Collar Sideshow come about? White Collar Sideshow came about through a series of dreams that, um, gosh, I was struggling with pornography. And because of that, Veronica was struggling with bulimia. And she finally called me out on my porn addiction. And I started having these crazy dreams. So I would wake up every night and write these dreams down. And it became the blueprint for White Collar Sideshow, the characters. And then, you know, a lot of it um, through the dreams was pretty much coming up with stuff that you come on the paper. So it just turned out the way it has with the film and everything. And I've been a big Pink Floyd fan and um, a lot on concept albums. So I really wanted to do something that had a purpose to it, that had a concept where people could see it in a different way. And uh, try to show people that, like, this is what I struggle with. But what is it that you struggle with to, to show the honesty perspective of all that? So it definitely came about through a, a series of dreams. Musically and visually, the white collar sideshow doesn't fit the appearance of the typical Christian performer. Does this mean that your band has been able to step outside of the box? I think we were built outside of the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming with God there is no box. Yes, I would say that it definitely, for your average general Christian, the way that we look and the style of music obviously um, isn't going to reach maybe somebody like that, or maybe it will. Veronica always tells me if Jesus wanted to be in a box, he would have stayed in the tomb. So it's definitely outside the box. But also, I think art should be unique and inspirational and challenging to someone's thinking. And, and I've wanted to do that with everything. And, and uh, what is the box, really, you know? many Christian performers sort of get sandwiched into that narrow, easy realm where you're just acceptable to everybody on the planet. But obviously you're trying to make a bit of a statement. Well, I just want to be real. I just want to be a real human being and show everybody that we all struggle with different things. We're, we're all in the, in the same boat. And why not have a performance that tries to create unity in some way out of that to show people that if we loved each other and cared about each other more, maybe the world could change. You guys gave up your home and possessions to travel full-time as White Collar Sideshow. How difficult was it for you to come to that decision? Uh, it was like nothing. I, I just felt like I was told to do that. I was told to jump, and so I didn't question it, and we just did it. It took us about, I don't know, two and a half years to sell everything, but once we finally did, it was there was so much freedom. I think people would be surprised to realize how bound down they are with their possessions and then once you let that go I mean even waking up in an empty house for however many months it was freedom and so just <laughs> to kind of give all that up and not be bound by possessions anymore it's, it's awesome it was scary too though I mean living comfortably and then going I remember our first night of sleeping in an RV was like oh man what are we really doing here the mattress was <laughs> terrible <laughs> I don't think we slept so we're quite used to it now and we often call ourselves just southern redneck gypsies and 
and just living on the road and um it's not the lifestyle that everyone would get used to but for us i mean we're, we're holding it down i mean we're getting there and uh trying to figure it all out <laughs> still including stopping and doing interviews from a mcdonald's parking lot <laughs> exactly well the kids were too loud inside so we figured it'd be better with the motorcycles and the cars outside <laughs> white collar sideshow uses a great deal of visual imagery in your performance can you give us a rundown of each of the band members and explain the stage personas that you adopt for a concert yeah in the first show the characters had a lot more meaning than with the witch hunt performance that we do now so which is it's pretty much the same identification the first show that we did was very much based on the characters to go along with a lot of the things that I shared about struggling with addictions. So there was myself who was kind of this um, Dr. Jekyll, and then you have the pig who is Mr. Hyde in the sense of the guy that I never want to be, but I always become, and the things that you struggle with in life, whether that be anger or addiction or whatever that you have that consumes you. And then Veronica's character was in the sense based on this woman that I had dreams of called the Faceless Woman which was how sex sells everything in today's culture. And so her character is named the faceless woman to try to show that there's more to this character that meets the eye. And it's about her heart, her mind and her soul and not being disrespectful. Then the leech is my son, Tristan, and he, his gas mask kind of resembles the warfare that you have, the, uh, the battle with your heart, your mind and your soul of what's right, what's wrong, what's your convictions, what consumes you. And, um, and what do you do to change that? How do you change? So the first performance was definitely based on the characters and more than just the music because it was instrumental to what it is now. So yeah, that's pretty much a rundown of the characters. And just curiosity question, how old is Tristan? Tristan will be 15. On Tuesday. On Tuesday, yeah. Well, young man out touring North America. Well, he lives with his mother in Russellville, Arkansas. He tours with us a lot in the summer times and then on the regional performances, and then he's in school the rest of the time. So he kind of has the Hannah Montana life, I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did see your performance at Cornerstone, and that's where I was just floored. Oh, cool. Yeah, awesome. that, was a good, that was a good one. I think that was like maybe number seven of those performances. <laughs> yeah, total, like the seventh time we had done that one. Wow, so it was still new for you. Super yeah. new. We just finished 11 weeks on the road, and so that, I mean, obviously we've broken it in by now, but yeah, Cornerstone, it was fresh. Talking about touring, how difficult is it for you guys to find venues to play at? You don't fit that typical norm. Right. Yeah, it's definitely hard, and generally it comes from word of mouth. Somebody will tell somebody, and that's the only reason they bring us in. I very rarely get cold calls. With the witch hunt, actually, it's been a little bit easier because we feel more comfortable playing in bars and, and just general venues versus the first one. I mean, it was really out of there, I guess you could say. And so this one is more like friendly songs and tea singing along. So it feels a little bit more like a regular band than the first one, even though it's still, you know, something people had never seen before. That, that's the reason we did our live DVD to begin with, just to show people what we do, because it was so hard to try to get bookings and to explain what we do. And I mean, particularly the first one, I mean... We're going to wear masks and play really loud music and go into churches and talk about pornography. Like, in what world ever does that sound like it could work? Did. I mean, we toured full-time about three years, I guess. And it worked. And so, obviously, God's got to get the credit for that. But this one, you know, it's even more extreme and more edgy on just our look and our sound. And so, 
obviously people question what we're all about. But I do all of our booking and I managed to book us through 26 days over the 11 weeks we were on the road. Been talking about the witch hunt, which released this past September, and the audio and film release is based on the seven deadly sins. Yeah, that's correct. Loosely based. <laughs> I wrote that about three years ago. That was it's based on um, something that one of our pastors said back in the day about how Christians go through these needless, shameless witch hunts and point fingers at each other before pointing the finger at themselves and what they're consumed with, and recognizing that. So I just kind of wrote that and storylines of just what people go through every day and different things and different struggles. And so you have your gluttony and you have your your rage and your other sins. And and then there's this creepy pig guy who is torturing everyone. And he's the antagonist and he's one of the deadly sins as well. And and it's just a, a crazy play on who we are before we point our fingers at someone. What is it that we consume our own hearts with? It's challenging, but it also kind of holds a mirror up to people, especially with the live performance. And honestly, I wrote that just pointing the finger at myself and saying, man, I consumed every day by something and I'm a monster and I'm a pig. And through that whole time was struggling with my brother dying and he was killed in a car accident, really being challenged and tested with my faith through all of that. Meaning effectively the lyrics and the music itself was directed as much to you as it was to your audience. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I never brought more to us, even. <laughs> yeah, I never really try to write on someone else's behalf. I try to write everything, the things that I, that I see traveling on the road, and I don't know. I think the more God uses you for being a real human being, and that's just part of it. Is for me, is going well. This is how I'm a tool, just to help someone else realize that they're not alone. So, yeah, most definitely. I should try to clarify a little bit of what the witch hunt is all about. Not only is it a audio presentation, but there's also a film that accompanies it. It's actually a two-part process. The film itself could be described as shock horror, and it plays during your live performances of the witch hunt. It's both visually stunning and intense. But how do your audiences typically react to it? <laughs> well... <laughs> Is that a bit of a pointed question? Well, yes. With the way that it went for us on this last tour, it's challenging to the audience, which I never really intended it to. It's like holding a mirror up to someone's face. A lot of the Christian audiences see the way that we look and see the images on the screen and, you know, are very challenged with that. So we've seen a lot of people get up and leave. Um, <laughs> we've been called the devil a few times. At the same time, there's always people who do get it and who see the forgiveness and the conviction in it. And the crazy thing is when we go play a bar or a club, man, people love it. It's intriguing to them. They've never seen anything like it. And a lot of people compare it to like a Rob Zombie kind of thing. Uh, but we're starting to see ultimately where we fit in and where we belong in the scheme of being a tool for God. And the challenge is, is how do you challenge people's thinking and inspire people to go further in the Christian world? And then how do you meet people and love people where they're at in the general world? And then how do you bridge the gap? Because a lot of people that see our show that stereotype us, you know, how do I go to a club and meet someone and love someone and invite them to your church or whatever when you can't love us to begin with? So unity through that is hard to figure out how to do that. Is there a single track that stands out for you on the witch hunt the most? Yes, there is. I love Monster Me. 
Uh, it's kind of a slower song, but all the words I was writing, just kind of pointing the finger at myself, looking in a mirror, because I was struggling with my brother's death so much, the anger and frustration and hatred and um, things that I had never dealt with. You know, when my brother died, it just kind of felt like it ripped my heart out. Going back to old addictions and, and that song really just clarified me and was so real to me whenever I wrote it. So that song is very moving to me. I also love like Light Up the Dead is one of my favorites on there. Just like a crane picking you up and pulling you out and God kind of dragging you by the hair up out of this hole to show you that this whole situation can be used as a tool. And man, it, it's just been a crazy roller coaster going through all of these emotions. Um, but every one of those songs is very dear to me because I wrote every one of those songs based on a different emotion that I was struggling with. There's the anger, there's the frustration, there's the questioning, there's the hatred, and then there's the redemptive side of everything. So yeah, I would say Monster Me, long answer <laughs> for a short question. <laughs> what I really appreciate about White Collar Sideshow is the honesty in the lyrics. You're showing some of the negative aspects that Christians are not perfect, nobody is perfect, and we all have these false sins that are deep within us or behind a mask. Yeah, yeah, it's very real. And uh, this album really helped me realize maybe where I want to go with the next album. You know, the first project didn't have any words. It was all instrumental. I mean, you had the horror movie stuff. But with this one, it was easier to portray who you are and where you're at. It's definitely a very honest album. Um, it doesn't show God's holiness obviously to your general Christian, but it does talk about our unholiness. And then there is a redemption to that. There's going, hey man, so I struggle with this. Let me wear my heart on my sleeve and show you that so you don't have to live alone in this world either. So yeah, hopefully meet people where they're at. The film that accompanies the CD is a must-have. Now you can't get the film on iTunes, so that won't quite cut it. But how do you get a physical copy of The Witch Hunt? Uh, through our website, whitecollarsideshow.com, you can order The Witch Hunt, which the actual even brought a copy to. <laughs> and we can <laughs> see it really well. <laughs> right. Um, we decided not to do it on iTunes just because we wanted to try to drive some traffic to our website. But we just wanted to encourage people to support local music, buy a physical copy. You know, we didn't make this with a Kickstarter. We didn't have backers. We didn't have people record throwing company. thousands, record companies throwing thousands of dollars at us. And so we're trying to recover some of the, the funds that we've put into this as well. And so if people would buy the album, it definitely helps. What'd you think of the film? It's graphic. It's not G-rated. Here we would call it PG. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's graphic. It's hard. Should people watch it? Yes. Christians always want to have things safe. Sometimes you need to see things that are difficult, you know, that push you. We need to step out of that. Again, I guess I keep referring to a box, but I think that's where we as Christians need to step away and just a little bit more accepting of culture and accepting of difficult things to accept. Yeah, it's good stuff. The world isn't a polished little doll sitting there on your bedside table. You got to get down to the dirty and gritty, too. So true. Man, I think we would have a nice cup of coffee together, man. Here we go. Our final question. What kind of change does White Collar Sideshow want to make in the world? Man, honestly, I just want people to realize that they're not alone, that we're all in the same boat. And that love, man, like a homeless girl in Nashville that has four kids. 
that's your mother or your sister or your daughter homeless dude that's starving to death that's either a father or brother or son just love each other and show each other that we're not alone that we all struggle with different things and maybe each of our tools could be there for someone else you know to help them realize that they're not alone and maybe that person can go and do greater things than than we could ever think about we spill our guts on stage in order to encourage people to know that they have the freedom to spill theirs and we like gift the opportunity of going second, not going to be judged. And I think for me, I really want people to know how much freedom there is in honesty and communication. Appreciate the time that Veronica and TD Benton of White Collar Sideshow has given to the antidote. Thanks for sharing some insights into your music. Well, thank you for having us, thank man. Thank you so much. And thanks for believing in what we do and for even coming to the performance, man. We, we appreciate you very much. This is T. And this is Veronica, the faceless woman from White, White Collar, Collar Sideshow. Side Show. And, you're and you're listening, listening to, to The Antidote on Trent Radio. You know, you always go, are you in this for your success or God's success? And obviously you want it to be God's, but... As, even if you're a musician or an artist in any way, you're, you're a selfish person and you do want a lot of people to, to love what you do and get what you do. And, and you do want people to believe in you, even from an industry perspective. And, and sometimes it's hard and can be discouraging uh, when you see other people just take off. And it's like, man, we've been on the road for four years doing 200 shows a year or whatever. And oh, my God. Somebody's car alarm is going off. <laughs> At least that wasn't during the liner. <laughs> that is way too funny. Oh, man. Hey, can you see the parking lot? Oh, I can. But that's it, man. It's just going, we were talking the other day, you know, especially when you kind of feel outlawed in the Christian world and they're moving more into the general market and, and going, man, how do, how do we do this? Like, we kind of knew people in the Christian world, but now we're kind of starting over again becoming fresh and trying to figure out a new way to live and um and so it is challenging and slow progress is progress as long as you're seeing progress and, and as long as you're doing what god's calling you to do he's going to take care of you and provide for you yep. so we're you know not starving yeah we're and, fixing to cook beans on the engine block right that's right <laughs> so it is a challenge but at the same time i mean that defines who you are well that, that doesn't define who you are i mean that, but it does build your character into where you've been and, and the road that you've traveled and who you are on the road. It is what it is, you know. I'm just thankful that God's given us some kind of path to follow. He does. He opens up new doors all the time, doesn't he? Yeah. You never know what to expect. If we ever got to the top, there's only one way down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's exciting to travel it, too. Oh, you know? yeah, man. It's, Especially being young. Yeah. I love I love that, that I'm not looking back like, man, I sh- we should have done that. That What if? What if? I'm glad I'm not going to have to say that. But, you know, I'm 37 years old with a 15-year-old son, and, and he's getting to see things and do things that people would never experience. You know, it's a journey, and, and I kind of see it like the pioneer days, you know, living on the road and, and how old country musicians used to used to sing about it. And, you know, there's a lot of things that that we're we're getting to see and be a part of that a lot of people don't. So you do cherish that as a memory. You just happen to have more horses under your hood than the old covered wagons. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And we're working three shifts, so I guess they probably did back <laughs> oh, yeah. then. <laughs> Again, I really appreciate your music. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate you, man. Thanks. <laughs>